Welcome back to the Moss LaRae Show. I'm your host again, Alicia LaRae Ellis, and I have a very good friend, family of mine. DJ Doc is in the building. Let's give him some love. Yes, so glad to be here with you today. Man, how's it been? It's been good. You've been busy. You've been, been busy. busy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do my best. Doc does so much, right? You do so many different things um, in this city. Refresh Collective, one of the co-founders, leading entrepreneurs in that, in that movement, which you're doing. You're a hip-hop artist. You're getting ready to launch an album, yes. among so many other things, creator, designer, artist. Share a little about yourself. A little about myself. I am just a, a local hip-hop artist from Cleveland, Ohio. And I always believed that a lot of good could come through hip-hop and through our expression of hip-hop and get, bringing people together to create. And uh, so I, you know, when I was younger, I just started making music. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just wanted to do something good yeah. with it. And through the years, it turned out that I ended up starting a record label slash curriculum development company called Cypher Style and also the nonprofit Refresh Collective where we mentor youth um, through hip hop. Man, when you say youth, it's not like 10 or four, you know, four or 10 youth. This, at this point, there's probably thousands of youth that has gone through your program. That's how we got connected. I was trying to also peep your hat, Midlife Crisis. Oh yeah, we uh, can with, talk more about this all right, hat in, we'll in a minute talk about too. The hat. Yeah, it's got a story. Um, me and Doc connected, I was trying to think about this earlier, probably 2016, 2015. Um, which is a lot of the work that we're doing in, in the city area around food access, yeah. um, nutrition education, using food in the garden to teach yeah. youth. And then you had the whole, the um, hip hop infused. So you, you've done so much. Um, you know, I want to obviously want to talk about, you know, how you kind of got here. Yeah. And for people who may not know, because I, I know your story a little bit intimately, which I'm privy to that. But for those who may not know, why hip hop for you? Yeah, well, I could just launch into a little bit of my story, but I, I did not hear hip-hop music, this is crazy to think about, until I was 12 years old. Wow. And I remember my cousin, he had his headphones on, and he's like, yo, you gotta hear this. And he puts that, first of all, why did I not hear hip-hop until that point? That's a whole other story, but he puts the headphones on my head, and it was Beastie Boys, um, Paul Revere, and instantly, I was just in another world. I was like, yo, what is this? This form of articulate and passionate expression, I had to know what this was and I had to learn more about it. And it's almost like I knew I had to do this. And you know, for me, when I was a kid, um, I was like the shyest kid in class. I was the kid that would never raise his hand. I never talked to teachers. Like, I was just, um, I don't know, I was very nervous and had a lot of anxiety. And what I started doing was, in the back of class, I would be just writing lyrics. And I'd be trying to emulate the, the rhythmic patterns of some of my favorite MCs. And I would create the same exact pattern to like a DOS Effect song, but like with my own lyrics. And it was me trying to just go deep and articulate what is inside of me. And what if I really wasn't shy, like what would I share with the world? But as a shy kid, you can't really imagine like getting up in front of people and sharing. So if I was gonna yell at the top of my lungs, something so articulate, if I was gonna do that as a shy kid, it's gotta be the deepest thing about me. It's gotta be something that's worth going through the, the fear, and we talked about this earlier, to get past the fear to express. Um, and so that's what I, I did throughout my teenage life was 
just write lyrics and learn how to make beats, learn how to scratch. And um, yeah, I just, I was kind of like a self-made hip hop artist with no real mentors. No one taught me how to do it. I just kind of learned on the fly. So I'm, I'm sure that a lot of your own personal experience of not having mentors pushed you into Refresh Collective, of wanting to empower youth. I mean, I've been a part of some of your programs. Yeah. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. We should definitely be advocating for, for more of them, not only just here, but I know you're also right. in Cincinnati and you guys are growing throughout yeah. the state. So in, in the sense of working with youth, like, why? You know, that's not everyone's passion. Right. Not everyone wakes up and like, I want to I work mm -hmm. with young kids or young students. Like for you, you know, what's the purpose behind working, working right. with youth? Yeah, I guess um, while I didn't have too many mentors in hip hop, I did listen to a lot of artists. And there was one particular artist that most people heard of. Um, his name was D-Boy Rodriguez. And I used to listen to his album in 1989. And then his second album dropped 1990. But by the time his album was on the shelf, um, he had already been shot and murdered or, or killed. And I think it was probably a murder. But, um, but the thing about D-Boy Rodriguez was when I was just consuming his albums, he basically, like, all he did was try to use his music to benefit his community. He was in Dallas, Texas, and he was basically helping kids get out of gangs using hip-hop. And... That was something that really touched me when I, when I was younger, was like seeing how he, what he was doing and how he was affecting youth with his music. And so ever since then, I think it, I always kind of felt like, yo, I'm kind of, I gotta live, you know, kind of carry on that legacy. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. So what's, the, what's your funnest, I guess, memory with, with working with you? I'm sure you have many- You said favorite memory working with yeah, youth? Yeah, I'm sure there's so many oh, stories how, from the garden to doing t-shirts, oh, wow. to doing clothing. I, I got too is many there stories. one that kind of comes to mind that's like, yeah. you know, this is, why, this is why I do it? Okay, I'm gonna try to find one, but I could say that, yeah, I have worked with over 10,000 youth in Cleveland, write, writing, recording, and performing their yeah, own songs. Yeah, give that some, that's- yes. Powerful. So I could definitely say that when I got into this, thinking like, yo, I want to change some lives with this, what happened was my life got changed. Yes. I mean, that many youth to work that close and that intimately, like, it's been truly amazing. And um, if I was going to say a story, once I'll just, here's one story of many. But this was my neighbor right across the street. His name's D. And we got to know each other before, I think he was 12, before I even started our first hip hop camp. But when we started the camp, I invited him to come. He kind of grew up, you know, a few, you know, his teenage years being a part of our program. And one year he came to me, he was like, yo, I, I wanna make a song with you, DJ Doc. I want it to be a song that is telling my perspective as a student and your perspective as a teacher living on the same street, dealing with the same gun violence in our neighborhood that we've, been, that we've dealt with. And, and he already had a title, he wanted to be, to be called I Pray. And I think just being able to sit down with him and create that song was so meaningful for me that he had that idea and he brought that to me, thinking that we need to really make that song. And that's, you could, that song is actually on SoundCloud. Um, on, on Refresh Collective SoundCloud, you could check that one out. That's but, so dope. Yeah, so that was a powerful one. And 
I think it's powerful for a lot of reasons. Like one, one is because we were dealing with a lot of different mm -hmm. issues and we still do. Um, most people in Cleveland know this. And I think it's such a poignant message and it's something that we really had to like grapple with is like why? And just, you know, what's the meaning of this and can things ever change? And so he wanted it to be called I Pray. So part of it was like, okay, like you are saying that God can help with this. But then at the same token, you're saying, are you actually saying, I don't think there's anything that can help with this. The only thing I could do is just right. pray. You know what I'm saying? And so we yeah. prayed together through writing the song. Oh, that's powerful. So I, I know I know this and I want to, you know, open this up for for the audience and people who's going to be watching. You know, a lot of what you teach is is pure, you know, and we don't see that. You know, there's a lot of um, youth led programs in our yeah. city, uh, a lot of folks doing that type of work. But there's hidden motives, there's agendas. Right. And one thing that you know we've had many, many conversations around the challenges in the culture here in the city and what the work you're, you're doing is so pure and so authentic. Um, how do you stay in that space in the midst of the politics, right. the bureaucracy, the violent? I mean, there's so much and you know, these are real lives. This was your real life as a child growing up and seeing these things. So how do you stay you know, grounded in everything yeah. going on around you? Yeah, I think um, for one thing, it's like working with students that's the grounding thing because it's just as much as like we have a nonprofit that's now in two cities and we got to write grants and we got to do all these different things. Ultimately, like it's all about working with these kids and the time you spend with them mm -hmm. is that's the life changing part for everybody. Yeah. Um, and and I was going to say that I think at the core of everything is a phrase or a principle or maybe a command, which is love your neighbor as yourself. And that's something that I've tried my whole, almost my whole life to live by. And I could say I'm probably like barely, like I barely started to know what that means. Um, but that's what, that's the heart behind why we started Refresh Collective mm -hmm. and the work we've done in the neighborhoods is just to get to know our neighbors, do the hard work of building trust and coming together to love each other better. And I think that is how the change happens and that is how things will change. Yeah, and we're witnessing that, right? I think the work is obviously a testament not only to your work ethic, but you know what God wants to see happen here in the city um, through Refresh Collective and all the collaborations, what we've done and what you're working with so many collaborators in this city to continue to empower youth. Um, and it doesn't just stop in your four corners of your facility. You know, you're connecting them with job opportunities. Yeah. You're performing with them. Mm -hmm. um, you're bringing artists to them to help nurture and empower. So, you know, in that, in that, like, how do you, um, in a sense of purpose, like, how does purpose drive, you know, your decisions in, in your day to day? Yeah. Well, I can say that I know how hip hop has helped me. You know, going from like a shy kid to becoming able to speak in front of you now. Um, but I've seen that kind of transformation times 10, yes. times 100 with students yeah. who have been through such difficult circumstances, mm -hmm. way more difficult than anything I've ever been through, and seeing the resilience that they have and that they can find, and when they write their songs um, and come out the other side having shared 
a lot of times messages about the abuse they went through mm -hmm. or losing a loved one to gun violence or just share, putting their heart into the song and, and seeing them come out the other side, like finding acceptance among their peers right. and, and being able to share that stuff and get that positive feedback from the audiences that they get to share and, and seeing them now speak in front of other people and be, get interviews like this and the, the confidence they have to move toward their dreams it's amazing yeah and i'm you know even knowing some of the students and seeing them mm -hmm. like at maybe the eighth grade and then seeing mm -hmm. them graduate and how you yeah. bring those students then back yeah. it's like it doesn't end mm -hmm. and i think that's so beautiful what you're creating and so you you give out a lot right mm -hmm. so many entrepreneurs and creators we give so much and so for you to receive you know, you're about to release an album, which I'm so excited about because so much of our time is is in the work. And so for you to take a step back and be like, wait, I'm I'm an artist, too. Right. right? So yeah. what's been that process of releasing this you know, piece of art and artistry for you in this mm -hmm. in, in this season? Yeah, well, I got to give a shout out to all my Refresh Collective's team, um, to Lee and Cheryl and Jeremy and yes. Zach and Morgan and everyone in Cincinnati and Cleveland because they also understand the importance of me taking the time to put out my mm -hmm. art um, because it's been 14 years since we started Refresh and I haven't put stuff out because I haven't had the time. Right. I've wrote, I've actually this album coming out this October is gonna contain songs I've written over like the past 14 years, some of them with mm -hmm. the students. Um, and so the fact that my team is kind of rallied around me giving me that space to say, no, on Fridays, Doc is gonna be creating <laughs> and he's gonna be learning how to put his stuff out. Um, and I think that's given me a lot of life this year for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure like in that process, you're becoming a different person too, because there's one thing about creativity and then releasing your creativity, mm -hmm. right? We just heard an amazing performance. In that it's like, for me, and I can just speak for myself, like I feel ignited. Yeah. once releasing like even doing these shows and just connecting with other creators mm -hmm. there's a point of release for us and some people get it from like working out or yeah. talk therapy or whatever the case may be how do you feel in the studio you right. know the 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 buttons recording like mm -hmm. what's in your mind for dj yeah Doc? well I, I actually am getting more of that feeling on the putting it out part okay. because i've been recording for years right and but then it just doesn't ever come out and so I just, this is even weird for me to think about this, but I used to make cassette tapes when I was younger, then CDs, and then I put out nothing. I just put out my first single on all streaming channels. Name of the single. You know? So I'm, I'm like, I'm learning now from my students, like how do you use the streaming yes. channels? Because I'm still, I'm kind of old school. I even said I'm gonna have a CD release concert, but it's not a CD release concert. It's a, I don't know what you call What's it What's the now. name of the song? Um, Okay, so that one's called Silent Killer. And they can find it, listen and to it. And that one you can find on Spotify, on my Instagram and everywhere, which is actually a re-release of a song I made with some of our students about lead poisoning yeah. in Cleveland. Real. So just actually putting that out felt, it felt good and it also felt like, I guess two things. They say good music never dies. And so this song, I made this like now six or seven years, 2016 I made this song. And so if it's good, it's still gonna hit now. I hope, but also the fact that issues that we were so dealing with in our yes. neighborhoods and communities then, and we made it, and here we are, like how many years later, it's like the same exact issue, we're still dealing with it, it's just as relevant. Yep. I don't know, that's not really a positive thought, that's more of a negative thought, but it means that 
at least I know that my artwork still matters. That's why I need to put it out because we still are dealing with these same issues in yeah. our neighborhoods. So with that, like, how do you encourage youth in everything that's going around? I mean, it, a lot of it is still it's generational. So same thing that their parents dealt with, our parents dealt with. It's still so vivid and, and right in our faces in our communities. How do you encourage them when those hard times, right. you know, manifest and, and come right yeah, into I mean, their we, faces? We, we do it in a cypher style type of way. And that's why we called our curriculum development company Cypher Style. Just like in an old hip hop cypher, you got everyone coming around in a circle to support one another. Everyone's testing out their new skills. That's how we run our programs. And that's what it is because it's like we, when you live in a, you think you're the only one going through it, that's, that's where you can't find solutions or find your own way. But in, in a cypher, when other people are expressing what they're going through and you're like, yo, I'm going through the same thing. Like, let's, we can vibe on that. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you're dealing with it. Here's how I'm dealing with it. Now, all of a sudden you're pulling our solutions together to be inspired by each other. And we need that. We need that live in person, not just on social media. We, we actually need that live yeah. in person. And so that's been a powerful force um, for us and for our students to just Hip hop is about having fun. Mm -hmm. And so when you're having fun making music and you're in that cypher with other students just going, it's like you can let drop like let your guard down and pretty soon the the depth starts to come. And then the pain starts to come. And then and then the healing starts to come. And that's what we see happening in, in um it through the recording and music making process all the time. It's so awesome. I, I love it. I love what you do. I've been a huge supporter of your work since I met you and been able to not just witness it, but be a part of it in some capacities over the years. So um, I want to just open it up for any, you know, questions maybe from the, from the audience. We'll take a couple questions. Yeah, Cam. What's my why? <clears throat> my why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like at first it was I really wanted to be a rapper. And I did always believe that there's so much positivity that could come through hip hop. And that's where I wanted to put my focus. That's how I started. Um, but then as soon as I lived in Glenville for 13 years and I used to do prayer walks around the neighborhood, just being like, you know, opening my hands like I want my music to benefit, and I just want to find a way to get to know my neighbors and and be a, a be a, a benefit of some kind, not knowing how to begin. And then we did our first hip hop camp. From that very first camp, it's the students I met, um, and it's the lyrics that are still like ingrained in my head. Um, and that's all I needed was that first experience, and that then then that's my why. Because it's like I, I got to find the funding to do another program, and the students you meet and you see them grow. It, that's my why. We got to do this again, and we're not stopping anytime soon, man. You know what I'm saying? One of my first students, his name was Deshawn. He lived down the street. His lyric, and he didn't even rap ever rap before, and he said, um, "We're all different, but together there's commitment. We got the uh, hold on." I got a concussion recently, so sometimes I forget stuff. He said, we, the song was called Unity. 
we got the commitment. I forget, forget it. I can, it's not gonna come back to me, so you get the picture. But um, yeah, Deshaun was just speaking on, he saw the neighborhood come together in our project and the commitment we had for each other. And that's something that he was gonna, that was gonna be a rock for him going forward. And that's my why. Another question. Yeah. Ooh. You don't wanna know what I'm listening to right now. I'm wearing this hat called Midlife Crisis because I'm 46, about to turn 47. And so as a hip hop artist in particular, you kind of, yeah, you got to go through that midlife crisis. Like, am I still cool? Can I still put out stuff? Um, I think hip hop's going through a midlife crisis, but it's actually one of my uh, closest friends. He's been a thought partner with me for years, just moved his family to Cleveland. He goes by Quill the Messenger, and his album is about to drop in September called Midlife Crisis. So we got two midlifers right here putting out albums side by side. He's actually in the building. You'll see him on stage in a little bit. So you're listening to his album? That's who I'm, that's who I'm listening to right now. Right. Oh, yeah, all day. I love it. Another question. Favorite artist? Like of all time or something like that? I mean, that's like saying, what's my favorite food? It depends on the scenario, you know? Uh, but I love Lauren Hill. Can't go wrong with Lauren. Mm -hmm. Q-tip. You said my favorite, right? So I can't go anymore. I said not, two. Not top 10. I gave you, I gave you a. <laughs> We'll take it. We'll I gave you two. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love to end the show with a pure message. That's what the platform is all about. Right. Um, what, what's your pure message um, in, in this season, Doc? My pure message, I'll stick with this one for now. One week, one goal, one action. And it'll mean more in a little bit when I do the song. But um, there's a lot of tough things going around, hard things to deal with, things that you guys want to see change made. And sometimes it's overwhelming, but if you just kind of break it down with your journal open, let me just think about this week, let's make one goal. And maybe it's the area of life that you've had the least time, it always gets crowded out. Mm -hmm. For me, it was actually making music. Right. Um, and out of that one goal for this week, what's the one action I could take that's gonna push that bar forward and do that? That's dope. And that's how faith becomes, you know, real. Yeah. It happens right in front of you that's as you take action. That's a message. I, I love it. How can people learn more about you, get in touch with you? Yeah, you could uh, look me up at DJ Doc, D-E-E-J-A-Y-D-O-C. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram and also Spotify. I have a single dropping next week, um, but it's going to actually show up tomorrow so you guys can get the first listen yes. of a song called It's a Vibe. And the name we'll, of the album? We'll be performing that in a minute, too. The album is called Trust Belt City. Trust Belt City. Oh, play mm -hmm. on Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Doc. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the show, the Mosleray Show, ladies and gentlemen. Man, Doc has been working, dedicated his whole life to transforming the lives of young people. Um, definitely been a huge inspiration of what I do and what I love to do. So just to be on a stage with you, just to, you know, you're about to blow it up up here. But I uh, just want to thank you for, for joining us and for all of you tuning in. Again, you're tuning in to the Mas Ray Show, where we bring more light everywhere through heart-to-heart -heart conversations. Again, my name is Alicia Light Ellis, and I'm signing off. Peace. Peace.